0: This is a download from the Clinical Audit Support Centre Limited. To find out more visit www.clinicalauditsupport.com The Clinical Audit Support Centre's third national conference took place at the Athena Centre in Leicester on the 16th of September 2009. Over 130 delegates from across the UK attended the conference, with the majority working in clinical audit and clinical governance. The day included an interactive exhibition and poster competition and attendees listened to presentations from national speakers and local clinical professionals and enthusiasts. Once again, the conference was chaired by Lucy Warner, Chief Executive of the NHS Revalidation Support Team and from the start of the day she highlighted the current importance of clinical audit, noting it will be an integral part of forthcoming revalidation arrangements. The morning session focused on national updates from organisations such as the Healthcare Quality Improvement Partnership, NICE, the National Patient Safety Agency and the National Audit Governance Group. The afternoon looked much more closely at local implementation of audit work with three presentations from trust-based clinical audit teams. Overall, the first speaker, Professor Mike Pringle from Nottingham University, Rated as the top speaker for the day with a fantastic 97% positive rating and he was closely followed by the final speaker, Olympic gold medalist Dr Tim Brabants, who was positively endorsed by 94% of the audience. One of the highlights of the event was undoubtedly the interactive poster competition voted for by delegates and sponsored by Snap Surveys. A total of 26 excellent posters were displayed and these were well received with 21 being awarded at least one first place vote. The outcome of the poster competition proved extremely close with first place being awarded to a false prevention audit submitted by Leicestershire County and Rutland Community Health Services which gained a total of 62 points. This was authored by Halima Begum. Second place was awarded to Julie Davey from Hampshire Partnership NHS Foundation Trust on 53 points and she was just ahead of Southampton University Hospital's NHS Trust who placed third with 52 points from a poster authored by Patricia Norman. We hope to make more details available of these posters in our next edition of our journal Clinical Audit today. As part of the event all delegates were invited to take part in a clinical audit questionnaire. We're currently in the process of evaluating this, but the key themes to emerge from it are, first of all, delegates are concerned about future spending plans in relation to clinical audit that may evolve as a result of a change of government or after the next general election in 2010. Secondly, there is more need to focus on patient involvement in clinical audit and thirdly delegates acknowledged that more effort needs to be focused in relation to re and ensuring that audits complete the clinical audit process. I'm now going to hand you over to Lucy Warner who chaired the event who will provide you with her views in relation to the conference. We apologise in advance for the poor sound quality on this audio. The recording was made on the day of the conference and we were keen to get the information in podcast form as soon as possible. So over to Lucy.
1: My name is Lucy Warner, and I've had the pleasure of chairing the Clinical Audit 2020 Third Way Conference at the Athena Centre in Leicester on the 16th of September 2009. Additionally, the speakers came from a variety of settings. We had national speakers giving us a variety of updates, and local speakers identifying how Clinical Audit works in action, both from primary care, secondary care and mental health. And to cap off the day, we had an Olympian who not only brought his gold medal to show us, but also told us how to bring the differences between world-class sports performances and world-class delivery of healthcare together. Big themes of the day were linking clinical audit to the national agenda. The focus on quality accounts and quality indicators for organisational use, and the focus on revalidation for professional use, Initially for doctors, but in the long term for all healthcare professionals. The the other major identifier of the day was around the focus on patients and how patients can impact, become involved with, and help deliver clinical audit. Revalidation poses a particular challenge for clinical audit. The concept that doctors up and down the country, 150,000 of them, will have to undertake two clinical audits over a five-year period equates to 300,000 audits every five years or the equivalent of 60,000 audits per year. Additionally, doctors will be asked to undertake significant event audits. And no doubt, these doctors up and down the country will be banging on the doors of their clinical audit teams and asking for help with this work. This represents a significant change for some doctors, from doing what the doctor thinks best to doing what the evidence says is best. The same is true of patients. They need to have the evidence. They need to know what's the best option for them. They may still choose to ignore the evidence, but healthcare is a risky business and evidence must be shared. Patients must be given the opportunity to understand what those risks are and what can go wrong. Involving patients in clinical audit and ensuring that patients are aware of the outcomes of clinical audit can only help this process. For a good doctor demonstrating their revalidation in the future, they will need to meet 12 attributes of being a good doctor. And these will include the ability to look at their clinical practice, reflect on their clinical practice and change clinical practice as a result, the very basis of clinical audit. The audience heard of the many opportunities there are to engage with and to network with other clinical audit professionals. Using HQIP's new forum, or the NAG, online web-based discussion board, there was also a presentation from ISQA and the opportunities there for shared learning and shared opportunities. There were also many offers of help from organisations such as NICE and the NPSA to support local clinical audit professionals in their work. There was also plenty of discussion around the professionalisation of clinical audit staff and opportunities for accreditation of training programmes in the future. A further presentation focused on the impact that the World Wide Web can have on the way we see healthcare, the way healthcare is delivered, and the way that we have to respond to patient opinion. Paul Hodgkin gave an excellent presentation on a new website that runs, giving patients the opportunity to tell their story, to identify what went wrong, what went well, and also giving the opportunity to the trust or the healthcare organisation involved to respond on that particular comment. Indeed, the power of the web was a common theme and how people can use this to their advantage, both in engaging with clinical audit and in engaging patients in the clinical audit processes. The reality of juggling... Both local and national audits was a key theme for a further presentation. How can you juggle national priorities against what is important locally and deliver on both? A second presentation looked at the realities of re-audit. From a simple audit carried out with the audience, it appeared that very few uh, participating healthcare organisations achieved more than a 10% re-audit rate. It's clear that this is a challenge we all need to step up to. A final presentation from a mental health foundation trust demonstrated the need for good operational processes to support local clinical audit. Without good communications, good systems, good ways of capturing data and identifying the data for use, clinical audit simply cannot progress. The final presentation from Dr. Tim Bravance, Gold Olympian and also practicing clinician, demonstrated the link between world-class sporting achievements, and world-class healthcare delivery. The focus on outcomes, the focus on teamwork, the ability to share knowledge of what works, the ability to identify and overcome barriers, and the fact that this is a continuous process of improvement. The audience were left with three areas, really, to focus on in the future. To go away and look at their re-audit rates. If your organisational executive team comes to you and says, what's your re-audit rate, what's your effectiveness? You need to be able to answer on that question, given the current financial climate. Secondly, get on a forum. Explore how you can share ideas and learn from others. And thirdly, think about patient power. What role can patients play in clinical audit? Can they get involved? Can you share the outcomes of clinical audit more with the patients and public for which your organisation serves? Finally, thanks very much to all of those who attended the day and made it such a success.
0: This broadcast was recorded in two separate parts. With Lucy Warner recording her views on the day of the conference on the 16th of September 2009, and Stephen Ashmore recording his views a week later on the 23rd of September. To remind you, reproduction of this download is prohibited, broadcast, of this work is forbidden without the expressed written consent of the Clinical Support Centre team.